Cold Storage is a podcast where each episode we pick a different story from the long history of comics and dissect and review it for your listening euphoria. Join us as we stumble our way through some of the most important storylines mixed with some of our favorites. Enjoy. Welcome to issue nine of Cold Storage Podcast. I am Spencer. I am Callie. And we together are Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. I thought you were going to come up no. with something more creative. No, than that. I couldn't. Nope. You were on the spot. I was. Speaking yeah. on the spot, yeah. we've got this new segment, um, <laughs> and it's called The Hot Button with Callie. Okay. And in this, uh, this is a new segment. We tested this out um, with some focus groups, and it tested pretty well. So. Uh, in this segment, I come up with some sort of comics-related subject, and Callie has to answer it in under... Uh, 30 seconds. No. Uh, we'll give you 20 seconds because it's this first time, but okay. next time it'll be 15. Okay? okay, perfect. All right, so let me get to it real quick. Okay, so... Well, for the listeners, this is completely randomized. I have no idea what Spencer is about to blurt out. And I'm going to answer what comes to my head. Yep. Okay. I need you to, you have 20 seconds to name 10 non-white superheroes. Go. 10? Oh my gosh. Black Lightning, uh, Static Shock, um, Green Lantern. (laughs) You said non-white superheroes, dude. You got like six <laughs> seconds. No left. way, dude. Um, oh my gosh, Martian Manhunter. Um, okay, Vixen. so that times up. So you got four, and Martian Manhunter doesn't really even count because he's an alien. For that matter, you could say that stupid. Uh, What's that stupid dog's name? <laughs> crypto? No, mm-hmm. the one. Oh, yeah, that, for example. You okay. could have said crypto. Like, it, by that logic, by bringing aliens into it, you could have said crypto is technically a non white superhero. <laughs> except for he is white. That, <laughs> but that dog, I was thinking of the dog on the Inhumans. Uh, oh, yeah, Lockjaw. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you can't do that. Dude, you only got four, man. You need to broaden your horizons. Oh, my gosh. That's you horrible. You are borderline racist. I'm just saying. So. Next time you better come correct, dude. That is that's a it's quick. So, uh, thanks for joining us again. Yes, hope you enjoy. Today we're reviewing Warren Magazine, The Spirit Number One. Yep, this is published in 1974 uh, by Warren uh, Magazines. They were the same people that did your Creepies, your Eeries, your Vampirellas. And uh, Jim Warren was the guy in charge, and he was a huge uh, spirit fan, right? And yes. so uh, he actually hit up uh, Will Eisner and said, Hey, is anybody printing uh, your stuff right now or reprinting your stuff? Because these are all reprints, from reprints the for the 40s. most part. Yep. Um, eventually this title got sold to Dennis Kitchen, uh, for Kitchen Sink Press, and he ended up doing, getting some news stories put in, uh, once it went to Kitchen Sink Press, but all the Warren stuff, from what I know, is all reprints. Well, Kitchen Sink, didn't they also do, um, like half interview, half comic, uh, magazine? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. it was, I don't know if it's half and half, but yeah, they did have comics interspersed with, uh, with interviews and, okay. and articles and things like that. So it was more of a magazine magazine. This is basically just comics, right? Straight right. up. But, uh, this was the only one at the point that this started that just featured one character. Um, all their other ones, creepy, eerie, and even Vampirella would feature multiple characters in a, huh. in a magazine. Yeah. So the spirit was his own uh, magazine. So this uh, issue number one was uh, 
April of 1974, and it actually features a cover that's not done by Will Eisner. Um, this cover is done by Basil Gagos. I'm not sure exactly how to say his name, but he was actually really famous for drawing um, like old horror movie posters. So oh, that's like awesome. a lot of the universal horror stuff and the hammer horror stuff, he would do uh, paintings of them. Hmm. And I actually really love uh, this cover. Um, it actually reminds me, it's just, it's really pulpy looking. Um, it just has the spirit and huge, huge, like bright pink letters against a dark background with the spirit um, kind of how do you how he's would you like say this? Gazing at us. Well, he's like behind, so it's like the spirit. There's a scene going on in front of him, mm-hmm. but he's it's like a collage, right? So it's not like the spirit isn't even involved in the scene that's going on. He's just kind of overshadowing the whole scene, kind of like how the specter would do on those opening pages right. of the uh, adventure comics that we reviewed last time. Yeah. Um, but uh, interestingly enough, Will Eisner hated this cover. And if you look at the rest of them, none of them look like this. Um, yeah, they all look like his interior artwork. Yeah, well, it's him. Yeah, so this 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 actually was done from one of his drawings, um, but they painted over the whole thing. Um, oh, okay. So, but yeah, on all, almost all the rest of them, it's um, just his drawings basically that are colored. Uh, but he didn't like it for a couple of reasons. That uh, one of the reasons is that this is not actually even the spirit that's on there. And this is um, this is actually a repurposed image from uh, a series that Will Eisner did um, called John Law. Uh-huh. So w- Will Eisner had this character named John Law who looked identical to the spirit, except for he wasn't he didn't wear a mask. He had an eye patch. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so uh, and, and so this is spirit number one, mm-hmm. and it's not even the spirit that's on it's John <laughs> that's on the cover. I mean, they turned him into the spirit. Right. And to be fair, Will Eisner did the same thing. So John Law was actually uh, meant to be released as a series, and it never was. They ended up, uh, Will Eisner himself ended up repurposing the John Law stories, taking off the patch and putting on a mask Huh. And making it be the spirit. So there, awesome. I'm showing oh, Callie, yeah. um, and we can probably post this to our Instagram. But that's the original John Law uh, drawing of what this cover. Yeah, it's almost was. identical. Yeah, yeah. And this was supposed to be the cover, but they never ended up using it. Now, way later, like in 2005 or something, IDW mm-hmm. did release these. Um, oh, they did. John Law ones okay. in a collection, but uh, yeah. Uh, but before that, the only way to see the John Law stuff was in. Um, the spirit comics uh, as the spirit he was the spirit in those comics which is kind of interesting that is yeah and there's that same picture that I was showing you as John Law but it's Mm -hmm. this is where Will Eisner so Will Eisner is not uh, I don't think opposed to the fact that they used John Law in place of the spirit right and then just changed his mask because Will Eisner did it himself for this exact same image right uh, in one of his comics but I think it's just the fact that it was on the cover and you don't ever see that spirit in the big, huge, bold letters. That's not on any of the other ones either. Right. It's like not usually in a in a classic font. It's usually more in um, like part of the imagery, right? right? Like so, like the spirit is stacked up. You know. Yeah. Like on the or... on the cover of the magazines, most of the time it is it is its own title kind of thing. But he does will, he will make it like three dimensional looking, but it's always on the splash page. Where it's like built into the scenery, basically. Right. Um, and you'll see that as you go through. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, the Eisner, because this is actually my favorite of all the covers of the Spirit oh, Warner yeah. magazines, just because of how pulpy it looks, and it's just big letters. It looks like how Quint, when Quentin Tarantino tries to do pulp stuff, and right. he does, you know, these big bold letters on his movie titles. Well, this will definitely grab you. I mean, think about like 1974, looking at a magazine rack, and it has like this bright pink spirit across a black background. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would definitely catch your eye. Yeah, you know, for I, sure. I mean, it still catches your eye now. It's like a bubblegum pink. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. And, yeah, these are magazine size, if we didn't say that. If you're not familiar with the Warren publications, it's like your typical magazine size, which is uh, wider than what a normal comic is. And, uh, and the interiors... Um, for the most part, uh, Warren did black and white interiors in all their magazines, but in the spirit ones, there was always like a color section, which is pretty cool. We'll get to, yeah. 
Um, I was going to say, so opening up, um, there's a little bit, of, a little interview with uh, Will Eisner. And uh, with the interview of Will Eisner, um, it looks like um, Chief, I can't remember the Chief's name all of a sudden uh, because I'm on. Uh, on Drugs. This, on this, yes, now. <laughs> um, but it looks like the chief drawing on a drawing board, but um, it's supposed to be a uh, self-portrait of, of himself there. Um, and then it gives us the table of contents. Um, now, I uh, really, I'm actually really happy with the choice they had for the first story in this book. Um, Tell me why. Well... So here's the thing is the, the opening, uh, half splash is beautiful. Uh, it says the spirit in like floating paper. Um, and it's like image is a, uh, is an overhead shot of like a slum area. And there's this trolley that goes through that area. Um, I think it was like once a day or twice a day, but, um, anyway, this takes place mostly on the trolley. Um, and then it shows some flashbacks as to what is happening. So this particular issue, or, or this is a reprint from uh, March 24th, 1946. Um, and then this magazine was published in 1974. Um, so, yeah, there's like roughly 30 years uh, between. But one thing I think we should mention, if you guys don't know how The Spirit was originally released, is it was not released as, as a comic book. Um these things were in newspapers, which was really cool. Like, um, back then, you know, you get your comic strips in newspapers, right? And comic books were kind of just like considered Fire, trash, right? right? Yeah. Like, but if it was in the newspaper, like that helped legitimize it. And right. it would be a spirit insert. So it would basically be a comic book just placed inside of a newspaper um, because you'd have multiple pages to it as opposed to just comic strips like it would be a multiple page story just stuck inside of a comic book which is really cool that he was able to get that yeah that that is cool and um in fact a lot of uh creators back in in the olden days you know back in the 40s they they were that's what they aspired to to be a a cartoonist in the newspaper and not necessarily a comic book uh, creator. Yeah, so so all of these, that's what they are. They're reprints from those newspaper, the, the spirit inserts in the newspapers. And so and it's cool. He got started in just one newspaper, and it, it just took off, and it helped. He did a lot for dragging comic books out of the ghetto just by oh, making sure. it seem legitimate by being in the newspaper, which is and, – and, I mean, his art was – he, oh, it's so, amazing! It's so far ahead of its time. Like he was. Yeah. If you compare this to the other stuff going on in the '40s, it looks nothing like it. Like this looks like something you would see. It could be. It's timeless, actually. Like you look at this, and it could be drawn today. Like right. The, where, oh yeah, it holds up completely. To whereas modern. all the other golden age stuff that you see. Oh no. You. I mean, while it's good and it has its own place, you can tell that it's golden age, right? Right. Like when I first got this, I so I'm not super familiar with the actual the old these old spirits. This is my first really foray into it. I've read some of the newer stuff that DC did, did. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I wasn't super familiar with it. And so when I got these magazines, um, I didn't know at first whether they were reprints or not, because because like they could have easily been done in the 70s. Uh, you know, or they could even be easily be done today, um, just with how, like he, nobody touched Will Eisner back then. Oh yeah, he was he was definitely ahead of his time. Yeah. In fact, um, when I was you know when I did that class on comics, I had showed uh, a page of Bob Kane, and then I put up right next to it uh, a Will uh, Will Eisner image. Oh poor and Bob! I know. <laughs> I. And I I actually personally got emotional. I know it sounds so stupid, and I was in front of this class. Like, I almost started crying because I was like, <laughs> look how amazing Will Eisner's art is compared to, like, other people at the time. Yeah. And, I mean, he really – he changed the game. I mean, I mean, he was part of – he was like a grandfather of comics. You know, yeah, but, so, so before he did The Spirit, he was doing kind of what everybody else was doing. You know, a lot of, like, comics um, where they would just put a whole bunch of stories into one comic, like – anthology isn't really the word because that didn't come up but that wasn't around back then but like packaging i think is the way they say it like he would package comics together and he he ran a shop basically he had a partner and uh the last name is Iger, um which i always find is interesting because 
they they were called Eisner and Iger Studios. Right. Um, well, like Disney had a Michael Eisner, uh-huh. and Bob Iger is the head of Disney now, uh, oh, which is huh. really crazy. Dude, yeah. Right. Um, so. I could be wrong about him being the head now. It's been a while since I've paid attention to that. But, yeah, I always thought that it was weird, that that connection, Eisner and Iger, because neither one of those are really popular names, I wouldn't think. Right. <laughs> and, they, you know, one of them, um, one set headed Disney, one set uh, headed a whole made comic studio. books. Yeah, yeah, invented comic books, basically, the way we know them. So, yeah, so before this, he was working with that Iger guy and um, Will Eisner was kind of sick of just doing like the standard stuff, right? So right. he actually sold his half of the company to Iger and Iger went on to just keep publishing comics. Um, but then that's when he invented the spirit and that's when he really like took it up another level. That's so great. So um, yeah, this first this first story uh, in this magazine um, is about a, uh, well, the spirit... <clears throat> Um, is supposed to be have have been murdered, and uh, there's a, a group of gentlemen on this uh, trolley. There's like four or five of them, and um, so ahead. wait a no, second, go, go back. Yes, so, who did you say was murdered? Well, on the on the newspaper, it says the spirit has been murdered. Right. Okay. So actually, so I and maybe I was I had kids running around me when I was reading this first story. Mm-hmm. This first story confused me a little bit, so you need to enlighten me. So you're, you're going to be teaching me. Even though I read it, mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out what was going on. So the, he's reading a newspaper. says the spirit's right. been murdered. Right. And there's okay. a guy that looks like the spirit that's leaning against another guy. Right? Okay. He looks like he's sleeping. Right. So essentially, they're, they're riding out into this slum on this last trolley of the night to to go dump the body. Now, on the way out, um, they so this guy uh, I, I don't remember his name um, anyway he basically um, ratted out his buddies and he's confessing during this train ride he's confessing to someone else about um, what what he did and who he's uh, like Basically, that he he claims that he killed somebody. He killed the spirit, is what he's saying. And is this a dead body here? The spirit is yeah, what it's, he's it's saying. The, yeah, it's the spirit. Yeah. And so the, the whole time, the spirit's laying there listening to them talk. But come to find out, so th- this guy, um, let me go back here real quick. <laughs> So as as they're uh, talking and BSing, um, the other two guys that are on the train with him are actually um, guys that were part of the gang that he is is escaping with from. Um, so he gets up, goes to shoot the guy, and finds out that it's actually not not the spirit that's laying there. And we, like, that's what we find out. Um, it's actually just a dummy. Um, and then he goes to shoot the other two guys because he... He, he's afraid that he's going to be attacked by these guys and they are already dead. Um, so let me see here real quick. So he, man, this is horrible, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute since I read it. So I totally like, well, it's okay. We don't need to tell the exact story. So, okay. So anyway, uh, the spirit pops out from behind a curtain, and he's like, "Oh, I heard the whole thing. Your guys, your buddies are dead, and uh, you're going away with us." So they they handcuff him and take him away. All right. So that is that is the first story. Yeah, and it's just as confusing as when I read it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, yeah, I, and we don't need to go into super detail on all of these, yeah. but um, just the uh, basic gist of the second story, which is one that I really liked, is just about a jailbreak. Um, Right, where, um, dude, and, and we mentioned that the opening pages usually has the spirit uh, incorporated into it. It's so creative how he does it. So in this one, the spirit is actually the bars at the jail, and there's a jail cell behind it, but the bars are spell out the spirit. They wouldn't hold somebody in there very well. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it is a jailbreak after yeah. all, so yeah, you maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the actual jailbreak scene is it's mind-blowingly beautiful dude there's this like this one panel at the bottom where you see the gel which is like already dude the fact that he could draw a gel like that nice look like oh, yeah. that perfectly 
is good. But then like the way he does the spotlights yeah. looking out. The lighting. He does it where he'll like, so it, you, so Frank Miller was really inspired by a lot of Will Eisner stuff. Obviously he directed and completely ruined the spirit movie, <laughs> but, uh, he he was way into it, and this has a bit of a Sin City feel to it, uh, just the way that the shadows and the lights uh, are done. But the way the spotlight comes out is it's almost just these huge, just like slashes of white, mm-hmm. with the background being black because it's at night. And then, but then he just does these little details to tell you that you know there's a window here, or you know the edge of the building is here, and and then you see the guys running for their lives below. Across a muddy field or whatever. Yeah, so anyway, so what this story basically is, is it just goes through all of the uh, guys who escaped, and they all get their comeuppance at the end. So it's, you know... Yes. So, like, the... And they all have names and stuff, which is pretty cool. He has, like, their uh, rap sheets, basically, at the first of their part of the story. So Rabbit O'Hare, alias Briar Patch, alias Jack Rabbit... (laughs) <laughs> is the first one and he goes back to his wife and uh, and he's just like you know I'm going to we're going to do something I got all this money whatever and then she just doesn't give a crap about him she's already married to somebody else or she's I don't know if they're married but she's with somebody else and uh and then they get into a fight and they push him off of this ledge mm-hmm. and so yep he's he's dead He's a loser. Yep. And then, so it's just stuff like that. Then there's another guy who um, gets, I, I forgot this part. So he goes in and um, like his dad was afraid that he was going to kill him. So his dad killed himself oh, yeah, that's and set right. a gas trap in this room. And that's so he right. like chokes to death. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. so messed up. So, <laughs> so messed the dad up. is worried that he's going to get killed. So the dad kills himself and leaves a note. <laughs> Behind him, so when he falls forward, you see the note. And then the last uh, line of the note says, "Sorry, son, it was the only way." <laughs> but I mean, the dad was right. He he basically was coming back, wasn't he? To yeah. Come? yeah, yeah, he was coming back. Well, I think he was gonna come talk to his dad to try and uh, like get a place to stay with him. I can't, oh man. And then uh, yeah, then his dad when he like stumbles in on his dad, oh, he's I like, see. "Oh yeah, okay." And he's, anyway. So then uh, yeah, the next one is uh, named Cracker Barrel. And this is uh, this is the first time you see the spirit in this story, right? Yeah. And uh, and you see like there's these there's these punk kids and they want to be in the gang or whatever, right? Um, and the spirit is just trying to keep him keep him on the level. Um, I actually forgot how this one ends, but anyway. Oh it's, yeah, and they, it's not really important. But yeah, if you know, go ahead. He gets um. Well, he gets rearrested. Basically, they okay. they set up a thing for him, like um, a, like a stakeout, and then he get ends up getting rearrested and thrown in jail again. Okay. So um, this next story um in here is arguably my favorite. Yeah, mine too. And yours Lil, too. Lil Adam. Lil Adam. Yep. That's what you call it. That's what I call it. That's what it's called. <laughs> I got Lil Eve over here yep. too. <laughs> Um, dude, and the, this opening page is oh, freaking insane, Yes, man. it is so, I mean, it's detailed, you get a feel for, I mean, look at, you know, it's weird, because the last time we just talked about, um, the rain on the thing. Yeah. This rain, um, is very different, and you can, feel, it feels cold looking at the imagery. Right. Um, you get the sense of, like, cold, stormy night, you know? Yeah. And uh, yep, and then this one—it's—it's it's actually not a splash page. It's four panels, but in the first panel, there's like a newspaper that's like stuck in the gutter. It's all soaking wet, and it says, "The Will Eisner Spirit," or "Will Eisner the Spirit," but it looks like it says "The Will Eisner Spirit." Anyway, um, what is really amazing about Will Eisner is you never saw the name "Spirit" in any of these without Will Eisner's name next to it, which is like. He was a really good marketer oh, yeah. uh, of marketing he himself. He was a very good businessman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's cool because it's not the spirit. It's always like Will Eisner, the spirit. And so this building is just drawn amazing,ly and it says it's a studio of Al Slap cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And 
you see it from afar and then it goes closer and you see what's going on. You hear a ringing. Like the pacing of this is amazing actually because you're far out, you hear a ringing, uh, you see like a ringing coming out of these glass panes at the top of this building. You get closer, the ringing becomes, there's, there's more rings and then you get to look in the window. So it's like a director would have done, right? Like it right. just is like... Cinematic. Yeah, it yeah, is. It like You just come up on it and then... And then you finally get in. Oh, you hear a bang uh, in the third panel. And then you look and you see a dude hung over a desk. He's clearly dead. And, and someone's run out, slamming the door. Yep. And then on the on the wall behind, you see Lil Adam, the stupid mountain boy. So this cartoonist, this is cartoonist Al Slap. And he has a character called Lil Adam, the stupid mountain boy. And if you haven't figured it out, who is this supposed to be? Lil Abner? Mm-hmm. And who's the cartoonist? I don't know. Al Cap. Al <laughs> Cap. All right. Okay. I'm so you got. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, man. It's okay. But you did get one of them right. So, yeah. So this is basically Al Cap. So the, it's funny because he calls it Al Slap, and it's just the um, the story of this dead cartoonist, which is just so creative, man. Because this is a comic book. It's in a it's in a newspaper. It's basically the one thing that they read every week. That you know that most people read every week. That's a cartoon based thing and it's referencing cartoonists yeah yeah exactly one so and then we move on and uh you know there's so like a, so the whole thing right, is they're yeah. trying to figure out who killed him yeah right? the, that's who done it that's this whole story yeah um so then then uh after they visit he goes to the hospital or the coroners or no, he goes to the hospital anyway the next part sorry the next portion um the spirit that close, goes to visit uh <laughs> goes to visit Daddy Warbucks from Little Orphan Annie. Um, so it's we it's funny because they actually name her, but it's not Little Orphan Annie. But you see her portrait, and it's her. There's Punjab, and there's Daddy Warbucks, and they're drawn just like they were in the newspaper cartoons. Yeah, and uh, she is what is she like? Hobo Harry or yeah, ho- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hobo Henrietta, uh, homeless Brenda. That's her okay. name. Homeless, yeah, yeah. Homeless Brenda, yeah. It's so funny. It's just I, I, I actually love that they call it homeless Brenda because Little Orphan Annie has like a ring to it, but homeless Brenda it just, <laughs> yeah, just like it doesn't at all, dude. It's just like yeah, it, this is homeless Brenda. He takes all the cuteness <laughs> out of like the name of that, and totally. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and so instead of like Daddy Warbucks, I think they call it. Um, I can't remember his name either. But um, anyway, it's it's a really fun because the thing is, is like the the cartoon art style um, changes throughout the uh, throughout the book, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> sorry, I keep trying to get Kelly to talk into the mic, and so he's trying to do his ninja moves yeah. by moving his comic book around. We practiced these ninja moves before we started the show tonight. We and, did. And, and you're still failing at them. Oh, dang it. It's like when the Ninja Turtles re- remove the bells from the, the dummy. Oh, it's silent. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, he. Uh, so, uh, the, the spirit goes and interviews them. And then he goes to another cartoonist's um, home after that. And I, I can't remember what's So he's going one. here just asking oh, questions, right. trying to find details on yeah. if he knows anything about how Al Slap died. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Stacy's the next one. Uh, yeah. So then that's a, um, uh, what's a pseudonym for uh, Dick Tracy, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy's also drawn um, just it, like Dick just Tracy. Like him. Yep. Yeah. And so, and, and yeah, just the whole strip just looks like it's a Dick Tracy strip. And it's like, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's so amazing. It's but then yeah. he's starting to get more information uh, on this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they um, eventually get to Dick Tracy uh, or Nick Stacy, right? Right. And then uh, finds out he confesses that yeah that he was the one that killed Al Cap. Yeah. I mean Al Slap. Al Slap. And he says he just confesses and he has a gun to his head. He's like, "You're never going to take me alive," and he's about to off himself when the spirit cold clocks him. Yep. And then uh, Lil Lil Abner's uh, Al Slap wakes up from the hospital, um, and uh, that's the end of that story. Am um, I missing something there? No, so okay. uh, I'm just trying to figure out how this happened because that's that not else is that Al Slap or yeah, is that actually the character himself? Oh no, no, you're right. That is the character. That's the 
You know, no, the character is the art, art the cartoonist. Oh, okay. The, the, so even though so it's, the, yeah, that's right. The cartoonist yeah. is drawn as their basically as their correct, just like character. Nick Stacy yeah. looks just like the cartoonist. Or he looks like Dick. It's Dick Tracy, but he is the cartoonist. Okay. All right. There you go. So they have their own. Um, the only one that doesn't isn't a cartoonist in the in the book is uh, Little Orphan Annie, the hobo girl. She's uh, not the actual cartoonist in that one. Right, but the but the Daddy Warbucks guy is. Yes. Um, right, yeah. So yeah, they still did draw him as his creation, basically. Correct. Yeah. And so far, it's been pretty. Uh, it's been pretty non-racist for 1947, right? Um, yeah. So it's been pretty nice so far. Well, you speak too soon. <laughs> all of that stops right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, okay. So the next story is called the criminal, and uh, there's a guy that owns land um, out in. Uh, I don't know what it's called. They have like a specific name for it. It's almost like. Uh, you know, like Hobo Jungle and Lagoon? It's very similar to something yeah. like that. Um, and anyway, uh, this guy owns some land, and he wants to kick these boys off his land. And they're like, give us some time. And he's like, no. But you see Ebony, who is basically uh, blackface. Yeah, he looks like... Um, did you ever see that? Or like just those old cartoons, basically, that would you know draw black people with these humongous, like white lips and just dark skin. Like, yeah. There's that. Uh, have you seen that Jay Z video that he came out with recently that was done in that style, that old animation style, and it, it's really cool. It's done. If you guys know that, it's done kind of like that. But he's basically. Um, we kind of talked about this before, but it, is Will Eisner being racist here? So here's the thing is I, I I don't believe Will Eisner was being racist. That I think that is you know, and I know that's a dumb excuse, but that's how it was at the time, right? I think so this is a peak back into nineteen forties right. and how people were portrayed. Right. So I don't think Will Eisner was being racist. I think that he was portraying the way that people were treated at the time. And so this is I think this is a good time capsule, if you will, to look back at the forties and how they portrayed um certain people in media well i disagree with you i think he was being racist okay um i just think that everybody was racist back then sure um so it's similar to your thing but i don't think he gets i i mean he gets a little bit of a pass because everybody was like that but you can't say that it wasn't racism back then it's like everybody pre-slavery probably didn't feel like they were being racist like i mean during slavery right they probably didn't feel like they were being racist it wasn't until society became more woke that they realized oh yeah they, they were super racist right and, that makes sense and i think this is what yeah. this is and and he uh, a lot of times they would use um in the 1940s in movies even and and tv and whatever they would use um black people as comic relief a little bit and that came that comes from um vaudeville because uh, before that they would that's where black blackface came from okay. right so they would use it as like a comedy act. In fact, even in vaudeville, like in Tin Pan Alley, even black people would do blackface, dude, because yeah. it was just a thing that you did to try to be funny. Like maybe it was like considered more like clowns almost, right? Like right. you paint your face up like a clown and nobody realized at the time that it was like it was super bad. racist. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think Will Eisner was doing it intentionally. Right. Um, but yeah, the it does need to be called out that... The, the the drawing of this guy um, is definitely has some yeah racial yeah. Uh, I inaccuracies. See people be and the way he talks too is is definitely like low class like yeah um, yeah just just the accent he gives him yeah I mean he's a, he's like a cool character you actually like the guy he's like a little oh, yeah. side, sidekick to to the spirit, the spirit but. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's mostly the way that they have him talk and the way that he, he looks. looks is is uh, is bad. But the yep. the character himself, they I mean, he's, he's fine. He, he makes a good um, companion to the spirit. Indeed. So so um, a little bit more in this story, like this character Sawbuck. He's like the same age as uh, or the same. He's a little white kid that hangs out with uh, Ebony, and uh, he ends up shooting a cop and then trying to run away and telling he wants to join he wants to join the gang, uh, like an older mob gang. And uh, they're like, "You can't join. You're too little." And he's like, "No, I'm gonna join it." So he pulls out a gun, 
to uh, to shoot the leader guy of the gang, and then the uh, spirit shows up, and it ends up being that the policeman that got shot is okay as well. And the hobo, is the hobo the spirit that pulls him on the train? Because I couldn't, I didn't get that part of it. I couldn't tell. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is the spirit because yeah. the spirit goes in yeah, and beats the crap out of them yeah, all. He's like, you ratted us out, you know, and yeah. Yeah. It's him in disguise. And he tries to talk him into not being. Now, one thing I do like about these magazines, too, I just want to break away from Will Eisner for a minute, are the these uh, ads that are in here. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, like, dude, that giant life-size Frankenstein pinup, like, that mm-hmm. would be so awesome to it's own. It's by Jack Davis, uh, who drew it. And actually, it's funny that you bring that one up, because I looked it up on eBay, that particular one, to mm-hmm. see what it was going for and yeah, yeah like, there was only one on there but it was just like over a thousand dollars oh through. my gosh yeah <laughs> so holy crap and it, you could have gotten it for a dollar fifty back then, then. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah it does look awesome awesome jack davis drawn frankenstein that's six feet tall yeah the, there's some awesome ads in these yeah classic monsters and the keep on trucking things of that yeah, yeah. yep All right, uh, the next story in this issue um, is the colored feature, um, and it's called El Spirito, and then in parentheses, the spirit. And uh, this time, uh, Will Eisner um, puts it as like a poster on the inside interior wall of this like Spanish saloon or whatever. So um, one thing of note is yeah, these, this color one was actually colored by uh, Rich Corbin, who himself was an amazing artist who did a lot of um, indie stuff. Uh, he did a ton of like heavy metal magazine stuff. Oh, yeah. And he, so he colored these. And this is actually, this is a reprint, right, from the 40s still. Right. But um, it was newly colored in the 1970s. And the color on it is just like, I love it so much. It it pops out it's like really bright really colorful and like this is a this is a 40 year old magazine and it still looks freaking amazing it looks looks so bright yeah Yeah. so uh yeah so this is um the story and there's this uh these guys in this so the um denny what's his name denny colt denny colt yeah who's the spirit he uh walks in he'd been in a plane crash and he's the only survivor and uh he's asking if they have a way to talk to the mainland and he needs to get back right so yep uh so this is it is oh so and yeah he walks in on them talking about this uh, guy called el muerto right it's almost like you know uh what's that desperado movie those two guys talking in a bar about desperado Oh yeah. yeah, and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah he's like the big, yeah. yeah. So then, the, so the spirit walks in, like you said, and um, this one guy is just sick of uh, hearing uh, about this story. He thinks it's bullcrap. Right. So he goes to leave the bar, and um, as he's walking out, he sees El Morto, who's who's dead. So he's a ghost, and El Morto asks for the spirit, and he's like, no. So he runs back in and grabs the spirit. Um. So then the spirit. Uh, basically finds out what's going on and um, the octopus who is uh, the spirit's like arch nemesis and uh, this woman named Castanet are um, diving for old Spanish doubloon and and uh, riches basically. And El Morto was uh, cursed to watch over the treasure um, to protect it um, if anybody ever tried to get to it. So anyway, uh, so that's why he appears and asks for the spirit's help. The octopus, uh, if you watch the crappy, that crappy movie was played by Sam Jackson. Right. He, he played the octopus in the spirit movie. He doesn't look like him in this. He's got eight of everything. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then the spirit um, tries, he basically sees the octopus. He runs to go get him and then he gets uh trip but but while he's after he gets tripped he gets up and he's like oh there's another like scuba suit so he gets in the scuba suit and uh he goes to fight the octopus underground we didn't mention we didn't mention yet like how badass this castanet chick was right so oh yeah like uh yeah yeah, she jumps in to save um 
Is it the octopus? Does yeah, she it's it? the octopus. Yeah. yeah, and so she jumps in under the water with a knife in her mouth, and she, because he's got his uh, lines, his oxygen lines all tied up, right? And so she just jumps in and cuts the line so that she can bring him back up. But she's like, she's the one doing all the work, basically. Yeah, here. she. Yeah, she is. And then she's the one that trips the spirit. She carries a knife in her teeth, and then she tries to stab El Morto. Yeah, but does it work? Nope, doesn't. Goes right through. In fact, him. as he says, hardly. Well, right. if yeah, in fact, the and she says to him, "It is a lie. You are hijackers. It is a trick. I kill you." Okay, you just settled it, dude. You're gonna be reading the rest of her lines. So sorry, you guys, <laughs> but fast forward for the next half hour because Kelly's gonna be reading that accent. Actually, nowhere close to the end of the story. Yeah, so she actually um, freaks out, and. Um, and so when the when the octopus and uh, the spirit are fighting underwater, the spirit gets stabbed, and the octopus lets go of this like um, you know those underwater bombs with all those like pressure points on them. They're mines. The mines, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's go with this mine that floats up to the top and hits the boat and explodes. Well, um, Castanet is actually killed during that part, um, and so anyway, the spirit washes up on shore. He's, he wakes up in the hospital, and um, Ebony is, like, walking down the hall, it, which is weird because it's, like, super dark. So I don't know. Maybe he's, like – anyway, maybe he's, like, outside. I can't tell. Anyhow, well, it seems like most of the times that even um, El Muerto showed up, it was in the dark, except for on the boat, right? But, like, right. in the times before that when he showed up, it was in the it's dark It's always dark, well. right. So, yeah, now when these guys are the spirits, uh, or, you know, when Castanet is hanging out there yeah. uh, with El Muerto, yeah, they're both kind of in the dark. So I think they had to do that. Plus, it's just, it's just cool framing because the light – because the panel right before you see how bright it is in oh, this yeah, room, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, and then from the outside, you still can see how bright the room is, and it contrasts Cast, against how the dark hallway, right? And it casts a shadow onto the floor, so it's it's just it's or not a shadow, but like light on the floor, yeah. reflecting the. It's it's a cool image. Um, so El Morto and Castanet give um, Ebony this ring to give to the spirit, so he can turn it in for some money, and um. The whole time, uh, man, I can't believe I can't remember the chief's name. But uh, anyway, um, he... uh, Commissioner Dolan. Thank you. Commissioner Dolan doesn't believe him. He sees the ring and he's like, oh, wait, no, you're right. You did see what you saw. uh, Now you need to do Ebony's voice. Now what's so exciting (laughs) about that, I asked you? It was totally wrong, dude. Oh, was it? What, yeah, it was more high pitched. Like, you think? Now, what's so exciting about <laughs> that? I asked you. Yeah, there you go. I love it, dude. Yeah, that's probably what it would be like. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now, what's so exciting about that? I asked you. You keep doing like mixing in a British accent with you. <laughs> now, what's so exciting about that? I ask you. Yeah. So, well, that's good, dude. At least you. You can't do accents well enough to be super racist. So it's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, um, this this last story uh, we just talk about it really quick. Basically, it's called the killer. I love this story. Yes, it's one of the best uh, ones in here, in my opinion, because just the stylistically, the way that they did it is just so freaking the way he did it i should yes. say is so amazing yeah i'm dude when you can when you're looking through his eyes mm-hmm. it's like the coolest idea i mean you can see the eyelashes um and you see everything from first person right you know from the last half of the story and it's it's so beautiful i mean dude it's like groundbreaking yeah. you know nobody was doing this stuff that back then you know yeah oh this yeah is no, totally, not even close yeah, yeah. and just even just like the way that he did his lines and stuff was so much um ahead of its time like the way that his line work is it it, i can't believe it was done in the 1950s but what he does is basically um they're asking this guy if he's a killer what do you think about this guy and then it finds out nope he's a murderer and then it shows a close-up of his eyes and then it just says come come with us during through his dark past and so you can see from his eyes what he did so then a lot of the rest of the story, you see it from the inside of his head, and um, 
the way that he draws the inside of what the eye would look like, it, it, like the inside of like your your brain case where the eyes would look out of, it's just it looks like real almost like just the way he like like the way he drew like the ridges and stuff. It looks like what it would really look like if you somebody's eyes were taken out and you had somehow put a camera down inside their yeah exactly. where their brain used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the really cool thing about this is, so basically it's going back, telling the story of this guy's life, how he became who he was. But I don't know if you noticed this. Um, so there's this whole thing about seeing it from through his eyes. But like if you look at this page, the third page um, in the story, uh-huh. if you look at like there's the story. So it goes to him being uh, in the war. He's somewhere in southern Europe, right? He's a right. soldier. Mm-hmm. Um but if you look at the the, the second or the third and fourth panel, it looks also like eyes right like there, the right? Cave, which and looks it, like the cave. Yeah, yeah, and even yeah. the one above it too looks like they like the cave opening looks similar to how he drew the eyes. And if you look even on the second page, on the second panel, there's also mm-hmm. these arches that look like it's like carrying a theme throughout all of um, the story, which is just it's just amazing. It's crazy, like. This was just going to go into some newspaper that somebody's going to maybe read once and throw away, right? right? Yeah. But he spent so much time making this thing so like deep and so like uh, detailed that like they never point out that these caves look like the inside of the guy's eyes, but right. but like the fact that they do and he didn't draw like huge attention to it is just really cool. Yeah, it's so subtle, but it's so oh man, yeah, he's it's great. Yeah. Artwork. So, yeah, so it just talks about him um, just being in the war and just being like a this war hero that everybody followed and, you know. Well, at first, like, he's a coward. And then, like, when he goes yeah, to exactly. war, then he becomes yeah. a war hero. He gets some, like, confidence. He comes back and his woman has been with somebody else and, like, like totally was like, no, I'm leaving you for this guy. And he's, right. then he's like, nope. And then, yeah, then that the whole, like, uh, last page every panel is from inside the guy's eyes and just like like the flaps of skin and everything yeah. like it just oh, looks yeah. so good and you see eyelashes and yep and you find that out and then yeah you see him shoot her uh from inside his eyes and uh and then the spirit uh shows up at the very end yeah so the spirit is actually at like the guy that his wife was leaving him for's hideout and the spirit's like tied up in there getting his head bashed in and uh, the spirit crashes through this window and uh, basically saves the day and arrests this guy. Yep. And, the, you know, the thing is, Will Eisner makes a good point. You know, like, you never know who's sitting across from you on the train, right? Yeah. Like, you, you don't know who you're sitting next to or, or across from. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy that these were, like, all these, yeah, were just done so well. And they were just, like, in newspaper strips, basically. But, yep, that wraps up the uh, first issue um the war magazine spirit number one yep so uh that uh yeah that wraps up our review of the spirit i for one really really dug this man um it was just it was so beautiful like i love the whole packaging i love like the cover i love the size of the comic and the art on the interiors was awesome. Um, the stories were great. I love how Will Eisner can make it seem like a movie in like eight pages. I don't know how he does it. It's like you get introduced to characters, then you get a second act, and then you get a third act, all within like eight pages, And when most people can't do it anymore in eight issues, dude. So uh, that's one huge thing for me about this, is just like you're getting completed stories. You're getting your money's worth like yeah, for sure for sure out yeah, of these. definitely and the thing is it's not just like slopped together either like even like you were saying you know people take eight issues now to yeah. do it and it's some of it still doesn't even look good and then like you know will i will eisner does it in eight pages and it looks gorgeous you know this is like artwork you know it is obviously artwork but. yeah and some of the stories i liked more than others um like i said i had a hard time with that first one it was a little bit confusing but uh i I'm also not a smart person, so that's probably why. Um, but uh, I just—they don't all need to be great, and it's—but they most of them are, and 
it's just like everything man just like the angles that he uses mm-hmm. like no wonder this guy is considered like the grandfather of comics dude because yeah. like he is a master storyteller with comics i i don't even know how he does it man the uh my favorite part in this uh magazine which made it all worth it was the little adam story that was i mean and then the thing is like he's copying other people's styles yeah. you know to to create the characters and right i just thought that 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 really stuck out to me i know i text you about that you know yeah. like just how cool it was and i don't know i mean the other story is really good like the killer the last one we reviewed was was really cool just because of the way the artwork was done and very unique mm-hmm. uh, but that yeah that little adam story is uh, yeah my favorite well and it was nice um to see uh al cap murder dude because he was such a douchebag in real yeah, life right yeah, so right. it was nice to see him yeah exactly uh but yeah i mean we just uh picked these up on ebay they're not a lot i think it's like 10 to 15 bucks uh to get this first issue and then like the subsequent issues you can get even cheaper and i can't remember if we said this at the beginning but they uh I think it's like the first 12 or so are published by Warren, but then Dennis Kitchen uh, of Kitchen Sink Press took it over after that. And I think they ended up going to like issue like 28 or something altogether. And then then, uh, Kitchen Sink Press also published uh, a Will Eisner quarterly. Um, But in the Kitchen Sink Press press, uh, spirit magazines, they include like sometimes like articles and interviews and stuff. There's actually one of these issues has a interview with uh jack kirby that i gotta track down dude um where will eisner interviews jack kirby that's the thing is in those in these uh magazines it's will eisner interviewing all the artists which is really cool yeah that is awesome yeah and didn't kirby and simon both get their start working under uh eisner um they definitely did work i don't know about simon did simon i I don't know but yeah i know kirby did work um under Eisner for a small, a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's I cool, have no man. credibility. Sorry. We have no credibility. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, thanks for joining us. And how can uh, people find us, man? Find us on Instagram at the cold storage podcast. Uh, nope. Just cold storage podcast. <laughs> you can find us at cold storage podcast on Instagram. You can email us at the cold storage podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can listen to our show and leave us reviews. They already know that they could listen to our show. <laughs> They're listening right now. But yes, you can leave us a review uh, on iTunes. That would be awesome. We will pay you a dollar for each review we get. We'll just send a dollar bill in the mail. I think that's fair. Yeah. Send us your, give us a review above three stars. If it's below, you have to pay us a dollar. <laughs> so but if it's above three stars if it's three stars exactly we're gonna call it even nobody's got to pay anybody right but if it's above (laughs) then we'll pay you a dollar and you just gotta send us your your address and um just a key to your house and uh we should be good (laughs) and um also t-shirts we have t-shirts available or no yeah we always do yeah Yeah, t-shirts available so if you're interested in a t-shirt with our logo on it. We don't really have a place to buy them, but you can message us on Instagram or email us and we can uh, send one out to you yep. uh, after you pay us lots of money. Thanks for your support in advance. Goodbye. <laughs>